Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of uh, Dagger Four. <laughs> I knew as soon as you said another episode, I was like, he's gonna say Dagger. <laughs> uh, we can keep that if you want. I don't even care. <laughs> You're just cracking uh, up. Whew, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you can tell you can tell someone's sleep deprived. Uh, you, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you today, Sarah? I'm good. How are you? I'm good too. I, I'm glad we brought dagger into this because there's um there's a few daggers actually involved in this discussion today. Mm-hmm. It's fitting. Yeah. It, yeah. I was going to say it fits like inside of someone, but there wasn't any stabbing with them. No, I guess not. Mm. Hmm. Well, I guess, I guess like the Harfoots stab some things, but. There was like some stabbing motions. Yeah. They like stab some foots. Yeah. 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 So, gosh, all right. So we're talking. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the like t- mild spoilers there, guys. Uh, so. <laughs> Let's see, tonight we're covering, and thank God we're finally going to have this show actually decrease in volume in terms of how many things we're talking about. Yeah. What, what are we doing? We're, we're talking about, um, and this is all going to be time-stamped too, guys, so yeah. keep that in mind, um, because Sarah's awesome for doing that. Uh, let's see. Dragon Show. Mm-hmm. She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Um, Andor. Yep. And then Rings of Power. Yeah, it's a lot of shows, and now we'll we'll only have two shows after this. It's a little bit more manageable. It's been a lot, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they've all been good. Well, until they weren't, but we'll talk about that. Right. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> sad. It's pretty oh. sad. Uh, what's that? I was going to say, do you just want to start there? Do we have any news? Uh, I didn't see any. I like kind of glanced. Didn't see a ton. Yeah, I haven't been looking for news at all. I've been barely staying afloat with yeah. like, watching all the shows. Like literally today, I watched. I watched all of them, but Andor today. I'd already watched Andor. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, otherwise, yeah, it was just a long, long day full of shows. I keep uh, I keep checking for Wheel of Time season two news and there's still nothing oh i think there was like a little teaser trailer i just haven't watched yet i've been denying myself Mm -hmm. they they had some new footage at new york comic con so maybe that's promising yeah there's a picture of moraine in it so hey yeah we know that she's in episode or in season two right so um goody that's hmm? all we know. Oh, from looking at the thumbnail, that's all I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so. I assume Rand is in there somewhere. <clears throat> assume it'll be next year. Sure. Yeah. Just follow. When in doubt, just follow your assumptions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Follow Sarah's assumptions. Some problems. So, uh, yeah, we could just jump in if you want. Yeah, let's let's talk about She-Hulk. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how 
uh, the people listening to this, you can tell me in our Discord server. Go join our Discord server. Uh, let me know how much more awake I sound at the end of this <laughs> podcast than at the start. Because I literally, I was waiting for Sarah. She got started a little bit later than me on Rings of Power. And while I was waiting, I literally like fell asleep for a while. And I randomly woke up right mm-hmm. as she was like saying, yeah, let's go. But I almost just like no showed entirely. I like, almost just fell asleep on the couch. So um, you guys will have to let me know. <laughs> if, I'm drinking caffeine. Well, yeah, we'll see if I wake up <laughs> or I might just fall asleep mid show. We'll oh, see. Oh, man. That Sarah can just do a, a really long monologue. <laughs> okay. That's probably what most people want, anyways. So, all right, She Hulk. <laughs> Episode nine. Yeah. It's the finale. The mm-hmm. show lasted a really long time. Yeah, it was nine nine episodes. Compared compared to all the other Marvel ones, it was True. It, it was, you know, a, an extra three. And I feel like it just I don't know, they just like ran out of things. She made a lot of references to banging Matt Murdoch, which is a little bit funny at least. Mm-hmm. Um Man, I, so I was watching this episode and (laughs) as I was watching it, I was like, okay, it's, it's, I actually enjoyed the fact that they had this like house arrest bracelet on her and she couldn't use her powers because I was like, great, like now she actually wants to use them and she can't, like this is opposite of where the season started. Like, I think that's kind of cool. And then I felt like it just went off a cliff yeah well i i honestly i was like oh this seems to be headed okay like i saw some of the comments like the non you know i I didn't really understand any of the comments like in the discord people were talking about it a little bit Mm -hmm. no one was like super specific which i appreciate Mm -hmm. um but i was like this isn't as bad as everyone says and then it it just did it just like there's just like so long of a what period like right i actually so i was watching it um on a computer so like on a web browser and when it had like that really weird cut to the like the disney plus interface I literally like moved my mouse and was like, what the heck just happened? Like I thought it cut <laughs> out and I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. We're still watching the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was jarring. And I was, and I get that it's wanting to be funny and like it's breaking the fourth wall and everything. And I, I th- feel like this is breaking the fifth wall. This was, this was excessive. I thought that they were trying to be real meta and cute about things, and it, it just didn't pull it off. I was like, like Kevin Bot or whatever, like clearly like Kevin Feige or however you pronounce his yeah. name. Like I feel like that's like a play on like he's a machine or you know like he's he's got the formula, but he's you know he's continually pumping out the cool stuff. I, you know, I gave a little bit of commentary on what you know well and like self-awareness i feel like you could have had that commentary mm-hmm. without that whole thing happening like you could have just had the show continuing and have jennifer walters provide that because she's been doing that this whole time she's been breaking the fourth wall and adding these little like cheeky remarks 
that you right. you could have her add that cheeky like really you're gonna get superpowers now nah, like, like let's stomp that out right now and like right you know oh she could be the one yeah. that's doing it not yeah i don't know well she like there was one time that she's like no i demand that you put the previously on screen up and mm-hmm. so they did right exactly so you could have her doing it in the episode without this like breaking away from it thing you could have her like if if uh daredevil were to show up again you could have her be like okay great when are we when are the x-men coming though like you could have her add these little because i thought that line was funny like that question about when are we getting the x-men and like the wink to the camera kind of thing like that, that was humorous and i would keep that but not in the context of how it was done yeah i mean i it was I feel like if they had done, if they had just made it last for like two minutes, it would have been a lot better. But it was like the whole show almost. Like it, it was, it just it kept going. Yeah. And go, like and there's like a whole scene with her stomping down a corridor, fighting guards. I'm like, why do we need to see that? Like, who cares at all? It's, yeah, I just it it, also, it mm-hmm. pulled me out of of the show. Way out, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah. It made it, me excited to not watch She-Hulk season two if they have one. It, yeah, it was just really odd. I feel like they, I don't know. I just feel like you had a really quirky, cool thing going. And then it, I, you know, when you like overanalyze something or you're working on a project or something and you just keep perfecting it to the point that you end up ruining it like you make it worse than how it started because you keep nitpicking it i feel like it started really cool and then they had this like really funny idea and they kept adding things to it and then it just snowballed Hmm. see i don't i don't actually i said yeah but i don't i'm like yeah it's usually better after i've tinkered with it for a while (laughs) Uh, maybe that was the problem they didn't tinker with it enough sometimes you just you just have to leave well enough alone or maybe you should come up with a better idea instead of the first half-brained stupid ass thing there that comes along but that's writers like guys what if we really broke the fourth wall (laughs) and everyone's like um sure yeah this yeah and they kept making cracks about this is cheaper like they, they said that so many times right which well i mean it's funny do because like sure but you don't need to do it in excess but they said they said it multiple times i was like one time was enough thank you yeah so i don't know this was definitely the least favorite episode. And then the ending just felt really mashed together. Like it it felt messy. Oh, it, it, well, it was. So I was like, oh, okay. So she's going, she's admitting she needs she needs some time to herself. She's, you know, she, you know, she needs a mental health break. Like I was like, oh, this is cool. Like this is leading to the episode that I liked the best. Mm-hmm. You know, like the maybe she were gonna see some growth. And then I just, I also thought it was incredibly disingenuous of her, Mm -hmm. too, of, like, she's, 
she's like i just want to see emil blonsky like take some ownership right but but she also broke the law she signed an agreement to not take her she-hulk thing off right and just because she thinks she's being wrongly charged, she's made that agreement. That was part of her deal. And she never faced any consequences for that. In fact, how was she acquitted? The things that she did aren't just, she's not just exonerated because some mean people were trying to get her. Like, it, like she still took the action she did and she was arrested for those things. Mm-hmm. It should be, those things should coexist at the same time as she's suing these people. Maybe the writers forgot to write it in when they were erasing all of the other things. Yeah, I I was just like, why? I I mean, she's like, yeah, I just want Emil Blonsky to take ownership or whatever. And I'm like, okay, well, good. You You want him to take ownership? Maybe you should take ownership too for doing the exact same thing he did. But like that's why I the ankle bracelet off. I feel like it was so messy because that you go back into this episode afterwards when she's like no we're gonna do this instead and and whatever um and then like nothing really happens like todd is just not transforming and everyone shows up at the end and she carries on to like it doesn't feel resolved it just is like here's the ending yeah hey matt murdoch is here for a while it just felt very slapped together. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed. Oh, an ending like that? Yeah, I think everyone is. I think that was just total crap. Yeah, it was, it, yeah. I think they could have done a lot better. Yeah, I, I just, like, there was... She's like, let's just change, change the setting and change, like, apparently they had all the confrontation stuff, mm-hmm. like, the, all the dramatic stuff happened off camera, and it's just in the daylight, and it's over. Cool. Um, like, I, I thought it was kind of fun. Like, what, one of the parts that I did like about it was, um, I keep forgetting his name, the the only guy who's actually cool in this whole show, besides mm-hmm. Hulk. Mm-hmm. What's, it, what's his name? I can't remember his name either, but I think I know who you're talking about. Like the guy who's wearing like the earbud yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. He goes in there and I like I, I kind of thought it was fun. I mean, they they really, you know, they did the whole like males are dumb thing. Like, oh, you have to use female. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure, you know, and it's just like a bunch of dudes. Like they they're all like, no, no females. <laughs> you I, know? I will say in that part, I I actually laughed when the the just because of how how it was juxtaposed i thought it was hilarious but the guy one guy was saying like you know and i wouldn't i'm not saying this because she's female i would say this about her if she was a man too and he like has this thing and then you hear the other guy reply with yeah she's just too emotional i was like i like literally laughed at my desk because i was like that is kind of hilarious um that was probably that and the X Men comment were probably the two highlights of the whole episode for me. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't totally devoid of any good. I just, she's like, she's like so aware. She's so self aware of her show, but she's not a self aware of herself. Which, 
I mean, it's kind of frustrating because I feel like, especially when this episode was starting, it was really nice to see that she wanted to be able to use her powers. And she was like, great, Mm -hmm. you know, this is kind of what I, she even has that moment in her, in her, you know, childhood bedroom where she's like, this is what I asked for, but I don't like, she doesn't want that anymore. Right. And it was really nice to see that. And then it just went downhill. Yeah. I feel like Uh you could have taken that whole start of it and had more character growth, like you're saying, and more ownership. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, like so she's the one who's like, yeah, I have, I, I am so in control, and then she loses control, and then she never actually faces that. Right. She never faces that she was out of control. Like she's just saved by the fact that, hey, look at this! I just happened to go to a retreat where they're having, you know, I'm, I'm like, go do an R and R at the same place that they're having their hate conference for me. Not to mention, like, it's her show, and yet, like, everyone, like, all these guys get together just to talk about how awful she is like i feel like i also had like more questions because i'm like well why why did you make intelligentsia like what do you guys do other than hate on Mm -hmm. women apparently i feel like i feel like that was the accelerated like adult version of the he-man woman haters club from little rascals i don't remember that very much but (sighs) so disappointed Hmm. so disappointed this was like the one of them's name was alfalfa right yeah this was like the r-rated version the you know and and then you have like the little anyway it doesn't matter didn't land fine (laughs) (laughs) i remember there was a berenstein bear book when i was growing up that all the boys went and made a fort and said girls aren't allowed or whatever no Mm -hmm. girls allowed Mm -hmm. i I was like man that fort looks pretty cool Um, I will say I do feel a little bit bad because I still do think Tatiana Maisley is is a really good actress and I mean I feel like she she also did like show that pretty well and I liked her I, I, I just think what I have decided is you just need to watch Orphan Black I was actually going to suggest if we ever have an, a time where it's slow, let's do, let's go through Orphan Black. Yeah, because I think you would really enjoy that more. And then also, I think you will really understand why I think she's such a good actress and you'll be able to like enjoy um, her acting skills a lot better. I had no issues with her. I thought it was really interesting, actually, that like, so they, they always portrayed her as like, yeah, she's not that attractive. You know, and they made a they made a real big deal about how like basically how how unattractive she is or how middle of the road or whatever. And I was always like, well, I mean, I guess that's like the, one of the conceits that they have to have that it's just like everyone has to believe that she because she's. I thought I always thought the whole time that she was attractive. So mm-hmm. I I did notice the the parallel though between when she's Jennifer Walters and when she's She Hulk. When she's Jennifer Walters, she has her natural curly hair. And when she's She-Hulk, it's like straightened and lengthened out. Mm. And I was like, that is a very interesting She-Hulk. Because they keep, exactly what you said, they keep making this commentary about how like she's not attractive as Jennifer Walters. And then 
people want to be with the She-Hulk. And it's a whole different type thing. Um, and that was the, like, biggest thing that I noticed. Other than, obviously, the fact that she's, like, big and green. But it was her hair difference. Yeah, it's, an, it's pretty interesting, actually. I, I thought... I don't know. It was overall uh, the show was very. I I was gonna say middle of the road. I would say a little bit below average, frankly. Like, do I regret having watched it? Not really. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe maybe I'd watch the second season, but this show quick pretty quickly put itself on the back burner for me. Yeah. And the, the finale did nothing to dispel that. Like, sometimes finales just knock it out of the park, and you're like, oh. Right. All right, that was pretty cool. And some of them that, that, that this was out with a whimper, like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, uh, thank you for not making the finale an hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah, the finale did not do it any favors. Well, enough of that then. Yeah. All right, so neither of us liked it. Awesome. Uh, well, so hold on. Someone in chat was mm-hmm. saying that that uh, Daredevil's getting a new show or something. Ooh, I should look that up. I didn't. I didn't realize that he was. I I don't know if he is. I just I thought I read that, but I was also trying not. I was just trying to skim the chat because that that was before I'd actually watched it. So, I mean, I think that this is pretty solidly showing, like, hey, he's he's in the MCU now. Like right. he's part of it, even if he's just like the side piece for her or whatever. I guess he he could be the main piece, whatever. But okay, yeah. um, he is getting a new show, Daredevil: Born Again, and it's supposed to start in spring of twenty twenty four. Okay, so it's like they're starting shooting now ish or something. Yeah. Okay, no, that's cool. I I never watched the Netflix show of it but mm-hmm. i watched I actually i did watch a couple episodes but nothing nothing much anyways um so sayonara to she hulk um i feel like we should like say at some point we should start saying like what our favorite moments in a show was maybe we could start that next episode we could just yeah give just a little bit of a an end of totality and end of thing review after we've had a week to contemplate okay that's fair to digest yeah mm-hmm. all right do you want to do you want to talk about dragon show sure um an interesting <laughs> show new change of cast again is that is that messing with you it is really annoying me to be honest with you i i i don't it makes it hard for me to care about the characters when they keep changing who's playing them. And I'm like, and, and I, I actually was reading this really interesting article about it today because they were talking about, you know, they need to do it because they're, they're moving forward so many years. So you need to really show that they've aged and all of this. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you didn't. And this was the, the flaw that they pointed out. So this isn't my my pointing it out this was in the article that i read and i completely agree with it you're aging you age renera you age allison you age their kids twice um you don't age damon you don't age sir Kristen cole 
Same actor. Yeah, yeah, but he's already an adult. But so what? He was barely an adult. Yeah. Well. It just seems weird that you're that they're picking and choosing who to age and it's making it very annoying for me to be like who are you again right like Amond, i knew because you only have one eye so how can i forget you but i'm like who who are you okay right okay thanks yeah Amon, uh, he's the he's supposed to be the younger of the two right uh i think yes yes he's the younger Aegon Aegon is the older one he looked significantly older he did than his brother honestly he did look <laughs> older um this i mean so other than them aging them though i actually enjoyed this episode i thought it was good sure oh yeah i i there were a lot of things i mean you know i always talk about like why watch a show about a bunch of people i hate Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like they actually did things that i didn't hate sometimes this this episode yeah um like Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, Viserys is still there. Barely. Uh, yeah, but I think he was the most powerful in all of it, honestly. I thought he was oh, one of the most interesting. I thought, yes, I agree with you. I do think he like stood his ground, considering the fact that he... <laughs> it was really hard for... Okay, I'm just going to get this out of the way. It was really hard for me to take Viserys seriously. Like, I had to digest it and then think about what his character actually did. Because the entire time, I was just staring at him. And I was like, you look like you are about to leave this series and walk onto the Walking Dead set. Like, (laughs) I was like, you just look terrible. Like, you literally look like you're on death's door right now. It is so bad. And then when they had that half mask thing, I was like, oh, it's the Phantom of the Opera. Okay. We're just melding worlds together. And I couldn't take him seriously in the moment because he looked like he should have died 15 years ago. And you've been been hoping for that. I have been. And like, it was excessive to see how bad. And I, okay, so I've made no secret about this. I haven't read the prequel, but like, does he get that bad in the prequel as well? Because it was ridiculous. If, if I was like that, I'd be like, someone please just put me out of my misery, misery, put a pillow over my face, like something. Well, he's trying to set his affairs straight. Like, he, he does die at the end. I, mm-hmm. I, I've seen people who look like that. I, I guess I, I just don't, uh, maybe maybe the caricature uh, of it to you like seems seems false. I, I've, I've known people who have, you know, it looked just, kind of... It felt so excessive to see him like get worse and worse and worse every, like to the point where half of his face is missing, like. Well, uh, for your sake, I wish that they had just changed actors for him. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was a lot, but, but so it, like in the moment I was like, I can't take you seriously. But then afterwards, when you think about what his character actually did in the episode, he probably had the strongest episode storyline, I think. 
I thought it was great, man. I, I thought that he finally, like, you called him spineless so many times, and uh, I could relate to to him on some levels of just like, well, you care about people, like you don't want to, you don't want to just like hurt other, all these other people, but like he's he's doing it at the expense of you know so many more people. Like it, mm-hmm. it was, it was like he was trying to do a good thing, and it just wasn't working. wasn't the way it should have been. I and, didn't. I didn't think he was spineless in this one. Well, in this one, I, I felt like this. I mean, that's that's the thing I kept thinking. It's like this is not spineless. Like this is this is the soul of bravery on a lot of different levels. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's been in so much pain, and he doesn't want to be king anyways. Even from the start, like I, I don't think I don't buy that he at any point wanted to be king. Mm-hmm. And so he does a lot of things that are maybe like more on a personal level than it should have been you know like as king maybe he should have been above more things but uh, you know as he uh, like he doesn't want to be king people are ruling in his stead he's high on milk of the poppy all the time like he he's just you you know he's just like yeah i'm just waiting to die i'm good i don't want anything to do with anything and and then he sees that his inaction is going to materially hurt his daughter and Mm -hmm. and so he's like no not taking that that crap that you keep giving me i'm gonna come make decisions on this important day and screw you guys Mm -hmm. like no i think you're gonna get one over on me i i thought he had probably had like the strong this was probably his strongest portrayal of his character i thought yeah um Mm -hmm. especially because he he basically was like, my other kids don't matter. Like, right. Like, Renera is the one that, that matters. Um, which I thought was kind of funny. Those other kids are kind of just Dicks. awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say pieces of shit, but, you know. That, that works, too. Um, I I also, I also noticed, I mean... Not that I'm going to call anyone a bad mother or anything, but Allison's kids are way more worse behaved than Renera's. Yeah, I thought about that. I, I, I agree with you on that. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I also, I, I would like to see them a little bit older mm-hmm. as well, because they, they've gotten a little like the you're right you're right allison's kids are just pieces of shit (laughs) yeah Yeah. and and the other two aren't above rubbing the note like rubbing the other people's like tweaking their nose like they're you know i I saw some good things but then they also like they they're the ones who engineered like that that pig be set in front of the younger right in front of amon amon yeah like like they and you can see their mischievous smiles. Like they were, they were intended to tweak his nose. Like you know, there there are certain things like that. I, I just want to give them a, a couple more years to age to see if they catch up to the debauchery or whatever. Right to see if it's if it's the same level. Right, you know, like the the older of of all of them was taking liberties that weren't okay at all, mm-hmm. but also they're probably liberties that someone his age would take that that the other kids that his younger his nephews wouldn't have taken right. at that at their ages so 
Uh, you're right, though. Not a good mom, clearly, like not raising him well. So, yeah, they were um, interesting to see. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it was. You're right. The, the, they weren't good. Weren't doing well. I mean, you could tell that Allison kind of like she seemed honestly, she seemed better this time like she was she was deranged in the episode before not mm-hmm. doing okay not not acting okay this one she seemed like she was trying to do the best she could kind of thing she she felt performative to me okay i can't tell if she's being sincere or not at the start of this episode i was really mad at her um when she was like giving like when she was questioning the girl and giving like the, the servant girl and giving the tea to her and all that kind of stuff. You were mad at her, why? Oh man. Cause it, at f- the immediate um the immediate portrayal that you get just from that particular scene is that she's spinning it around and blaming it on her, on the servant mm. girl, and is protecting her son. It was a very much a like Cersei Joffrey type of vibe that I was getting and I didn't like it and it pissed me off but then when she went into Aegon's Aegon's room and woke him up and was like giving him crap for it I was like okay this is a little bit better and then she was being really it felt like she was being fake with Rhaenyra and I was like are you acting this way because you two have this is the problem as well that is happening with the time jumps and I get why why they're doing it because they want to get to what is going to start this like civil war between them so you need to kind of like fast forward through all of these years but the last time we saw allison and renara together allison literally like tried to stab her kid's eyes out and slashed her arm open like was absolutely you know crazy for lack of a better term and now she's like, oh, hey, like, good to see you. It felt very, and I was like, what did I miss here? Like, when did you two reconcile or are you just being fake? Well, I think at first they were being just strange civility. I mean, what, what do you do? Like, they, you just go back to instantly trying to stab her kid's eyes out. Like, she shows up in <laughs> King's Landing and you see a shrieking Allison, like the dagger, like, yeah, like trying to. <laughs> Just trying trying to yeet him out. Like, I I don't... But I think it could be, like, more cold if you haven't had that reconciliation. I I felt like it was pretty cold. They didn't... She didn't greet them. No, she didn't. Like, she's just like, yeah, they showed up. It's like the second most important person in the kingdom shows up and you don't even greet them. Like, you just... They just show up at King's Landing and nothing yeah no one and i mean like damon and rhaenyra seemed cold to her well i mean i I think they all should have been pretty cold but they were they also i mean i feel like a lot of times the manners that you know like i've heard i've heard it said before like that a lot of times the reason they've created all the etiquette and you know Mm -hmm. the bowing and the manners of address and all this stuff was so that people back then who had quarrels wouldn't just go to like wouldn't just start fighting instantly like you'd have these these different ways of actually discussing things and being able to talk mm-hmm. 
so that you so that they wouldn't just go to each other's throat and so that that's kind of what I what I felt like they were both they were hiding behind their formality kind of so they're being fake I mean as fake as yeah as they I think that it's like in this case a good fake because it's keeping people from killing each other for now sure well I mean I, I don't know. I've, I, one of my favorite sayings in the whole world is uh, uh, courtesy is seldom unwise. And, uh, you know, like treating people, yeah, sure. So being courteous to someone you hate mm-hmm. may be fake, but at the same time, like it, it also, it also leaves the possibility that maybe there's some reconciliation possible in the future. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a weird thing because from very early on Allison was talking about how Renera's kids will pretty much have to die so that they don't have so that her kids can take the throne. Right. Well, Allison's dad was saying that, right? Yeah. She, and you could tell she she was pretty uneasy about it. Um, so let's let's actually juxtapose this though. So that they're coldly formal to each other, mm-hmm. and, and they're fake. Uh, let, let's let's look at um, the Valerian guy, who is as real as it gets. Yeah, the the brother, Corlys's brother. Yeah, he's just like I just tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. She's a whore. They're bastards. <laughs> like screw you all. Right. And he gets his head chopped off because he, there's no other way to deal with a guy like that. Right. Like either you just give him what he wants and let you let him bully you mm-hmm. or you chop his head off or he could have been coldly formal as well and maybe gotten his way without being such a dick. True. I, I will say that was probably one of my favorite moments in the episode. I, I thought that whole th- throne scene, the throne room scene was mm-hmm. my, that was my favorite almost in the whole series. Like I, and I loved, can I just say, I, I, I still think Damon, like I, this this episode, see, he keeps trying to reel me back in. Like I'm not to like him. Mm-hmm. Like even though he's done some pretty awful things, like I loved that his brother was struggling to go to get across the courtyard, mm-hmm. and he can't. Like no one else can. Like his, his wife didn't come to help him. The hand didn't come to help him. His his kids didn't come to help his mm-hmm. brother, who he's like banished multiple times, came to help him up the throne. And then mm-hmm. he backed him up. He's like, I know you're not up to taking that dude's tongue. So I'll just kill him for you. Um, so, so there are two things here. One. Yes. Totally. Totally agree with that. Especially like that whole thing with demon being like, Oh yeah. Say it. And like ba- baiting the Valarian guy, um, was hilarious. Uh, but two, I was reading an interview with the director of the episode and that whole, um, part where he Damon is helping Viserys up the steps to the throne and his crown falls was improvised his crown oh. wasn't supposed to fall it just actually just fell off the actor's head mm. well, and then uh, Matt Smith going. yeah he, he picked it up and just kept going and like stayed in character and did the whole oh the that's whole perfect man well, that, that, that was such a nice touch, too. Honestly, I, I was like, oh, that was so good. Because mm-hmm. it's so symbolic of he's just like, you could just, in front of everyone, like, he uh, he's already given up his claim. Like, he's married the heir. Like, he's he's very clearly, like, he's done. He doesn't want to be king. Mm-hmm. Or at least he's given, he's renounced it. And this, this though, 
this is just the final nail in the coffin of you know like any rumors like he he kate crowns his brother yeah i acknowledge you as the rightful ruler right now right but that like wasn't even in the script it just it just happened no it was was perfect so well done Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um but like overall, I I just thought it was a really strong episode. Like I actually now am like okay, like let's let's go. I'm invested, even though I don't like any of you. Uh, so I have to give props to Rhaenyra. Mm-hmm. So you know at the, they they have the dinner party and like her sons for the most part totally outshine the other kids, right. um, the other sons like they. You know they are well way better behaved you know like they they do a lot better and not only uh, you know kids are just a reflection of parents in a lot of ways you know like Mm -hmm. but but otherwise i i have to give props to rainier like after the after the king was like please like you're my favorite people in the whole world why do you hate each other please like try to put your differences aside rainier was the first one up and she gave she could tell it wasn't easy for her. The actress did a good job. Like mm-hmm. she's just like, oh, I don't want to be saying this, but like you could tell she was as genuine as she could be. Right. And I was like, oh, that's so good. Like, yeah, I, you know. And then Allison responded in kind. Like, it was good. But I feel like if Rhaenyra hadn't said that, Allison wouldn't have started it. You, you just can't give me anything can you no i mean I, <laughs> I, feel, I i i feel like she needed prompting yeah yeah like i feel like she responded in kind because she was prompted and that is the proper thing to do i i think she was genuine though hmm, i didn't think she was genuine i thought she was doing it because that was the courteous thing to do oh um, i buy it i think i think she in that moment Nah, women are, pretty... are really good at, at saying mm. what, what needs to be said. I don't think, I think Alicent was being genuine there. She was, so you're wrong. That's mm. fine. That's fine. Um, so here, uh, but but it's all for naught regardless because, right. because in his last act of delirium, he, the king, said a bunch of confusing things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Alicent isn't the most talented Uh <laughs> She's not the it, the brightest bulb. No, Sharpest she really tool. isn't. She's not the brightest shade of green in mm-hmm. the family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's she's definitely, yeah. And she's like, oh, he thinks so. after after all he's done and said, he said he wants my awful son to be king. Very well. Right. Let's let the kingdom burn for it. Right. Which is gonna be. Which, like, just stop naming your kids the same name. (laughs) Like, then none of this would happen. It's true. Like, just give your kids different names. Yeah. Just, ah, man. Oh, what what's the country that uh, they, it's it's a South American country, I forget. Is it, like chile or maybe it's central America, but but they have they have a list of 300 approved names you can choose I, from i believe that and i mean like 
my parent, my family is Portuguese and it is so confusing. Not, it's not even confusing, but like anytime I talk about my extended family, I'm like, yeah, my aunt John or my aunt Grace, my uncle John, whichever. And then I'm like, nope, not that one. The, the other one on the other side. Like it's, everyone everyone's has the same John. name. Everyone's yeah. John. Everyone's Mary. Everyone's, it's like, and it's, it's a running joke. Like, um, it's like could Jesus please have associated with more people? so that we can so that we can have more variety of names of what to call the amount of people who correctly guess my mother's name is like skyrocketed like you could buy a lottery ticket with how accurate it is and like yeah so it's it's like just just name your children different names then you won't have this confusion then there'd be no like oh yeah my my piece of shit son is supposed to be king yeah Oh yeah, my my grandma actually. It's it's just so funny. She told my mom, um, "Oh, I th- I thought that you'd name him a biblical name." <laughs> and it's like it don't get much more biblical than the first yeah. human's name being mm-hmm. Adam. You know, like. <laughs> but what she means is like she. I think what she was like trying to say, and she just failed the communication. But mm-hmm. she she was trying to say just like a saint name, yeah. like a name more like recognized as a saint because i don't think that adam was considered a saint i I don't know as much about catholicism as i maybe should but but yeah like just because he's important and in the bible doesn't make him but by in that sense biblical i guess but Mm -hmm. i always thought that was funny i'm like i always give my mom crap i'm like you just had to pick the first human name ever. Like you couldn't, couldn't just like read down the name list a little bit further. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, this is, it, it, this is all though is going to lead to a really interesting next episode. Oh, okay. So it, here's my interpretation. I know you don't think Allison was being genuine. I, I do. I, mm-hmm. I think those two want, like, I think that they've missed each other. I think that they have, they have like wanted to be friends, but they can't and they have to play the parts, the roles that they're given and that they're not allowed to be friends. And I think uh, my, my interpretation, like I said, may, and maybe I'm wrong, but I saw them as like, they have such a deep history and uh, like all the older people, all the, all the actual adults in the room understand this history and the weight of that situation and of, of like the depth of meaning of like the two women coming together again, you know, like being friends again and potential for maybe some unity. Mm -hmm. And then the kids, the spoiled rotten brat bastards that they are, some of them. Mm -hmm. And like, they fail to see the gravity of it they had they lack the maturity they lack the they lack the history all of that stuff Mm -hmm. they just want to settle their little petty like like i i can have sex better than you like stupid right you know but then measuring stuff like they just ruin it but then like be a freaking parent and Mm -hmm. parent your child stomp it out yeah yeah sure like oh i i just i I, i'm baffled by this whole oh yeah i'm gonna let my son do what he wants because he's the heir he's gonna be on the throne so he can do as he pleases and i i just won't parent him 
Well, I think she kind of tried there for a minute, but yeah. Yeah, and then gave up. But I mean, no passes from me. I, I think there's the most important thing a person can do if they choose to become a parent or even if they find themselves in that situation. Um, I, I think being a good parent is about the most important thing a person can do because that affects the lives of tons and tons of people. So right. I, I, yeah, you don't get free passes from me. Allison, even though I have been kind of taking her side on mm-hmm. things, not that, not it, that. <clears throat> it's just very like, so I started, I started rewatching Game of Thrones because the show put me in the mood for it. Um, yeah. uh, and I just finished season one. So I'm into season two and Joffrey is, is king. Um, and the amount of crap that he does that his mother just lets happen. I'm like, parent, parent him. Like, he is a spoiled brat. Stop it. <laughs> like, Knock that crap off. Yeah. yeah. And I see a lot of that in Allison and not necessarily Aegon, to be honest, but I see it in Aemond. And I think he is actually going to be the problem child. Um, oh, he was he was so aggressive, man. Yeah, I think he's going to be the the one that burns everything to the ground. Um, but I just see that same pattern, and I'm like, mm, you're going to screw yourself over. Yeah, I think I think it'll be the boys that that start that war. Well, I, I mean, Allison too. So. Yeah, I think it's going, but out, out of the boys, I think it's Aemond, not Aegon, that's going to start it. Well, not, not that Aegon is, like, beyond it. Like, he's like, oh, I'm better than that. He's just, like, he's not as focused. Yeah, I think he, he's going to be the one that just tags along because it's a, it's a good time. But Aemond is the, like, genius doing the all the plans. Well, yeah, I mean... In a way, I kind of like that guy. the The guy with the uh, with no eye, like I, mm-hmm. he's a bastard. Well, he's not literally one, but like he's <laughs> like he's not someone I like, really. But but, but and he, like you yeah, can see it though in him being like throwing out like the strong and like baiting them, like that. It yeah. is just something that I can see him doing to bait them, and then Aiken will be like, "Yeah, I'm here. Let's go for it." Well, I mean, it was so pathetic. The the older boys like you've never betted a woman before, and it, like it was so transparent. He's mm-hmm. trying to bully, but it was like, who even cares what you like? You're you're supposed to be an adult, and you're saying this crap, like, right. you know how how petty and foolish and stupid you sound. Right. Just you know, and the other one just waited. He was quiet the whole time until you know until what he did was effective you know yeah so anyways we'll see I, there was a lot of swords drawn in the preview so we'll see what happens it's gonna be well the next one's episode nine so i'm fully expecting something massive what was the episode that ned stark was executed episode nine okay all right. Well, so I'm I'm fully expecting. That's kind of like the mini climax. Then I'm expecting somebody to die next week. Which, like, Very I, well okay, 
I mean, someone has died basically every week. I'm expecting like a major character to die next week. I'm expecting the start of of like like Damon might just get killed yeah, randomly like, I'm or something. Yeah, I'm expecting something ridiculous or Renera or someone. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. and I don't know where it goes. Like mm-hmm. I, I know I watched that that video. I think we're past the point that I watched though. So okay, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm. Definitely going to watch the last two. It's it's uh, it's a very interesting show. They did a good. They've done a good job. Yeah. I will. I will say, I. I don't want my kids to be like any of these characters, though. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah. Well, good. Good. So. Um, Cassian, or sorry, Andor. Andor. Yeah. Do, do you have anything else about about Dragon Show? No, I was just gonna say that the last two he- episodes, I'm officially on board with the show now. Good job. Yeah, they 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 did a good job of. Yeah, I I, I have I didn't really care until a certain point. Yeah. And here, I will say this though. So you you don't like the new actor actors, but once they got new actors for those females mm-hmm. for the girls for the females i sound like one of those <laughs> Intelligence, one of those guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when they, they changed out the two actresses uh that's when you got interested so mm. yeah i mean that but that's when they started doing some crazy stuff yeah yeah well clearly the actresses are it's not a problem of acting for them no, it's, no, I don't it's think just so. the it's just the physical appearance that is is probably messing with you. Um, okay, so Andor. Yeah, Andor. This was, um, this was a good episode. Uh, just like all the other ones. I know. This show... So th- th- this is actually kind of the, the cool thing with Andor that I'm really liking is it's not... It feels like I'm watching like a James Bond show. Like, okay. Like it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't have the typical star Wars feel to it. Not. And I don't mean that in like a, in a bad way. I just mean it's, it's very different from everything that star Wars has done as a TV show. Um, and I'm enjoying like the, the, um, what's the word? I don't want to say it's like a thriller, but it's it's kind of, it's spy. So it's a spy. It's a spy. I mean, that's what they build it as at the start. Was like, yeah, this is going to be a spy show. Yeah. In fact, yeah, and you're right. It it does. I'd be interested to know because this this show has a lot of like morally gray things. I'd be mm-hmm. interested to know what George Lucas would think because he always used to say like it's all you know everything needs to be black and white kind of like light and dark side like it's not there's you you don't just like take half measures there's no middle ground you you know if you play with that then you're playing with fire and you'll essentially just turn to the dark side Mm -hmm. and so it's it's very clear cut you're the good guy or bad guy and in this it's like i don't know Mm -hmm. like some of these characters are very good and some of them are clearly bad right and some of them you're kind of like okay you're sometimes good and sometimes when you're good you do bad things and yeah 
Uh, okay, so for example, the Imperial Colonel. Yeah. Uh, so there's a few like smirks he gave that kind of show like, oh, he's, you know, he's not the nicest guy, right. kind of like necessarily, but he showed he showed a lot of bravery in the heart of like, th- think of it if we didn't, weren't already sympathetic toward the rebel mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. Think if if we were just seeing a random you know, like some people are robbing the Imperials. Like we don't have, we don't have any ties to the Imperials either. We're just walk in on the situation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like they're holding, they're holding like the kid at gunpoint. And, and in, in the middle of that, the Colonel just draws his pistol and he's brave. And mm-hmm. he's like, no, like, so I'm going to stand up to these guys. Like it's admirable. What he did was actually like in that circumstance, I was like, I mean, I'm relieved when they take him out because I care about the rebel characters. But if if you remove your own sentiment from it, it's like, I think otherwise I might have been rooting for the colonel, actually, mm-hmm. if, I, if all things were equal. Well, I actually like that you pointed that out because in that whole scene, you have, like like you said, you, you already have your attachment to the rebels. But even with them having like the family members down um, and and you know like you've got all the the pistols drawn and everything and and you that one woman is like oh just like just do what they say like as they're they're taking Mm -hmm. him away i was like oh you could feel like i felt that from her and it wasn't i i didn't not care because she was part of like the the empire i was just like oh wow like she is terrified right now she wants to protect her kid. She yeah. Wants to protect herself. Yeah. And it was done so well that you could still feel that from her, feel that emotion from her, and totally understand like her fear and everything, but still also know like you're a bad guy, quote unquote, and you have your mm-hmm. allegiance already set. But they do a really good job of showing you both sides of it. Like it, it's very gray. Yeah. Well, I mean, so far Cassian has like if you include Rogue One, like he's he's just in cold blood killed three people. Right. You know, like just just you know people who uh, you know maybe were expecting to to get shot, but probably not. Like you know, especially in Rogue One, the guy's like I don't know, I don't know what to do. And he was a liability, so Cassian is just like, all right, well, I gotta gotta fill, fulfill my mission, you know? Yeah. Cassian is like your, and I think this this show is really driving this point home for me. He is your typical character that looks out for himself. Yeah, well, I mean, I, there is just something to me so compelling about a character who is like a a, a sympathetic character, a good guy character, mm-hmm. who's also willing to. Uh, this sounds this is sounding sounds horrible, but who's willing to kill people in cold blood right like who's just who's just like no i i need you know that someone's my enemy i'm not gonna just wait for them to to initiate things like i'm i'm gonna win like that that's one of the reasons i love the solo movie you know and Mm -hmm. then and one of the reasons there was such a huge fan like uproar when you know han shoots greedo in the cantina and it's like greedo is gonna you know, like Khan had to do that. He needed to do that. That was a, you know, and it showed what kind of character he was. And then, 
And then they like showed that Han got lucky and Greedo just like missed at point blank range. Right. You know, like Greedo's gonna kill him. And he just like they they added that. And it's such an abomination. Like it needs to be killed with fire that Han Mm-hmm. like Greedo doesn't shoot first Han kills him preemptively as part of his strategy and then they emphasize that in in Solo that he shoots Beckett but like I don't know I just think that that's the more pragmatic way to, of approaching things that that's that's something that I don't know Star Wars kind of needs it, a little bit it's more realistic in a way because there isn't ever like I mean, maybe in some scenarios there is, but most of the time it's not a clear cut black and white scenario. A lot of the times there is this gray in the middle where you fall, What like whether it's, you know, like a lighter shade of gray or a darker shade of gray, like it's still a gray area and mm-hmm. it feels much more realistic to how people would react and how people are in real life. Um, so it's just a very refreshing way of handling a TV show. Oh, I think it's great. I mean, I've I said it a lot of times when we were, when this podcast was just talking about Wheel of Time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like the boys would like beat a bunch of like dark friends, mm-hmm. but they just knock them unconscious and then leave. I'm like, they're just gonna come try to kill you again. Like, just take the five seconds it would take to go stab every one of them in the throat mm-hmm. and then go. Like, just just and and i know i like i felt like maybe i shouldn't feel that way maybe i should feel guilty about this but i i just i'm like they're gonna try to kill you again like this is self-defense like just because they're unconscious right now and it's not like sportsmanly like it doesn't mean like it's not like they're gonna have any compunction about doing that to you like just you know well go go finish it um did you ever see the movie zombie land Mm, yeah so it's been a while but it's like there where he's going through all the rules at the beginning of the movie and it's it's very well done and humorous but he's like you do the double tap like take the don't just hit them once and and think that they fell over and everything's good like double tap them in the head and make sure they're dead like otherwise they're just gonna it's the same thing they're just gonna come after you if you don't do it properly the first time yeah and Cassian's just like, you know what? Like, the, you know, I, every time I'm like, yeah, you're in a situation where you you need to, I mean, how how is it going to work? He's uh, in episode one of this series. You know, he's on Morlana or whatever it is mm-hmm. or whatever the planet. And that guy, he's like, we'll go to the station. We'll tell him it was an accident. Like, do you really think that guy was going to tell him it was an accident? Right. Exactly. You know? Like, and, and that's the thing like Cassie knows that he's like you're not gonna and who are they gonna believe right so yeah right he's not gonna get mixed up in that like that guy's gonna just turn on him the second he can because he already did he, he's already fine with just robbing and potentially murdering right uh a totally innocent as far as he knows person like may may as well just you know so yeah, so he just shoots him, and I'm like, that makes sense. I don't know if that was the moral way to handle it, but I think that's the pragmatic and the most practical way. Mm-hmm. Like, I already did, like, actually, maybe even not try to kill him, but he certainly threatened to kill him. Right. And then, uh, you know, uh, the, in this, uh, so were you surprised when the guy betrayed him? Like, when the guy was like, hey, 
could go get that money, you know, or not betrayed him, but when he was, he, he gave Cassian mm. the offer at the end. I don't know if I was surprised. I don't want to say like I was like, oh yeah, I saw that coming, but it didn't really, it wasn't something that shocked me. It, it was one of those things that I was like, kind of sort of makes sense when you get a group of people together that are hired to do something that like you're probably gonna have someone turn and it did sort of go side sideways a little bit so it it felt like a natural progression in a way which sounds probably bad about like my faith in humanity but (laughs) it 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 didn't surprise me, but it didn't not surprise me either. Does that make sense? Sure. <laughs> like, no, not at all. No, um, uh, no, it, I, I get it. Like, I mean, the, the whole show operates in kind of that gray area, like you were saying. And yeah, I was a little bit surprised, like, because he seemed really genuine about his brother and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do you fall in with a bunch of rebels? Like I was more worried about like the the plausibility of it because it's like, how did he fall in with the rebels if he's just gonna try to rob people? Right. You know, like otherwise, it if you're not in it for the ideals of it, it seems like a pretty. I mean, that that was a pretty. If Cassian hadn't showed up to help them, mm-hmm. that they would have called it off because they should have because those guys were not on top of things as much as they should have been. Right. Um. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, exactly like you said. It was just a, it was a really good example of more gray area in the show. Yeah. So, um, and then I think it, I think it just led more, more for Cassian to move forward in his storyline and like his gray area as a character and as a human. Right. So. Yeah, I, well, I, I thought it was I thought it was just so interesting because Cassian clearly has a moral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has, he has some morals because um, he could probably have just shot Val, you know. Right, and he did give like the the necklace back. Yeah, the back. Um, well, and yeah, good follows good. You know, then she was like, okay, all right, I can see. You're not entirely in the wrong about this. Right. You know, like he wasn't acting that honorably, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you can hardly blame him, honestly. Like this random guy just like basically kidnaps you and just like forces you to go work with a bunch of insurgents. And he's like, yeah, the only reason I could actually entice this guy to do it, you know, can entice Cassian. I just almost called him Assian. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the only way I could entice this guy was by give, offering, what, 200,000 credits? Yeah, something ridiculous. And, and that's the thing. Like, And Cassian even says that. He's like, I'm only taking my share. Mm-hmm. And then he pays the guy double for the freighter yeah. or for the ship of his. You know, and he gives the crystal back. Like, he does everything. And, and he, he kills the guy mm-hmm. because that guy would have killed him if he had said, like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. That guy would have been like, well, now you're a liability. Yeah, exactly. You know, so he had to he had to make that decision. He killed the guy, and but I, I just I thought it was fun, like because at first when he first shot the guy, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. because why wouldn't he just steal the freighter himself? Like, right. 
he could have 80 million. Why not just have 80 million? The other guy had to offer more money because he couldn't flat pilot it. Yeah. Yeah. He needed somebody to do it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought that was, you know, but, but she's like, Oh, you're not here. It's not, it's not about you, doctor. Like mm-hmm. it's, and, and Cassian's like, no, it's not what you think either though. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just, I felt like it was so well done. And then I, I was also really sad that that, that the one of the crew members, like one of the guys died. I can't remember his name, but he died. I was like, oh. Three of them did. Three of them did. Yeah, but like the, the man, the one in particular that got like squished by the, in the. The manifesto guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Temin? I was like, oh, that one just like, I don't know what it was. It just. It just bothered me that he died. Not like that I was mad about it. I just was like, oh, I'm actually sad that you died. I wanted you to survive. Oh, yeah. I liked that guy. He was the most likable of all of them. Mm-hmm. So. The rest of them, I'm like, eh, I don't really care. I mean, you know you know that people are going to die in a show like this. You know that that things are going to go sideways. That's the only way. Like, you can't have everything go perfectly. It's going to be boring. So you know things are going to go sideways. People are going to die. Um, but his just felt more, I don't know, sad. Uh, so one thing I wanted to point out, uh, I, I thought of this this uh, this time. Cassian in this show can never go, he can never get captured and go to prison. Right. Because in Rogue One, mm-hmm. he they're they're like, oh yeah, like with the, they're in a cell. He's like, yeah, this is my first. I hate it. Yeah. So he can never. Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about yeah. that. He just can't get ever get captured. Like uh, so. So you know that there might be firefights, but he'll always get out of them until the Death Star firefights him to death. And I know. Unless we, unless we believe the how it should have ended. Ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, We're all still alive. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. I'm a leaf on the wind. Uh, but, but yeah. Any, anyways, it was um, it was good. What, what, what did you think of the portrayal of the Aldani people? Um, I thought it was okay. It didn't. It didn't bother me and it didn't like, I wasn't like, oh, wow, this is great. But I, I was like, okay, this is, this is it. This is the Aldani people. And they just were there. Yeah, they showed him a lot. I kept thinking that they were, especially when they burned that fur, mm-hmm. I, I really thought that they were going to, like, I thought they were going to mess things up actually. Oh, like just in general, like with, with everything going on or uh, well so what i predicted and i was i was wrong um but my, my thought was when i was watching it i was like okay they're gonna attack like choose this moment of distraction to attack the imperials and try to like drive them off their land mm-hmm. you know like they've all got sticks they're kind of brandishing them and like kind of glaring at the imperials and stuff like seemed like they were gonna do that uh, but when they did that then it would it would like set off the alarms and everyone to go to full alert status before they wanted it. I, I thought that was what was going to happen and right. didn't go that direction, but I found myself just like, 
kind of just sad for them you yeah. know they're they're like going to this spiritual event you know and you know they're all of them are just like enraptured by the the eye and you know they're singing their chants and they're doing their thing pretty harmless and the imperials are just you know like very you know like almost mockingly discussing like oh yeah these people can't they don't have a good attention span they're not good at making decisions right so we're just going to manipulate them into doing what we want and they won't even see it because we he's like yeah well we offered them transport only because we knew they weren't going to accept it right the the imperials are like yeah we're the good guys they're just being manipulative because they know what the outcome is going to be Mm-hmm. Um, yeah well I, I did think it was interesting though because there was a lot of emphasis on you know we're going to be peaceful we're going to treat these people you know like we're not going to have any anything bad happen like I thought that was good right yeah um yeah it's, I, I, it's, it seemed to I don't know I felt like it was it was good and it it fit in a way I feel like you also need that kind of a I don't know. I feel like I, I just expect the Empire to find a group of people that they could manipulate. Sure. Well, yeah, the guy's like, oh, yeah, well, we won't let them in here until we need workers to build the whatever you're going to build, Mr. Architect. <laughs> or engineer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was... I thought it was, thought it was thought also that it was sad. Like the lieutenant dies, and you, bear, I, I wasn't even sure. I, I watched it twice actually, mm-hmm. and neither the first time I was like, "What happened? Happened to the lieutenant?" And the second time I was watching, and he gets shot, but he just gets shot from behind. Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of other people in green uniforms, and he just goes down, and no one even cares. Like that's yeah. the last you see of him. He's unless we just like catch another corpse in the background, but otherwise, like. <laughs> The lieutenant who's helped him, he's just gone and no one, no one cares. Yeah. yeah. He's just Gorn. Isn't that his name? <laughs> lieutenant Gorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I am. Um, I'm really looking forward to next week's because obviously you had this whole like mission thing and it went sideways and then casting just is like, okay, hey, bye. See, I'm taking my cut. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man, where where are you going? I think he's going back to Morlani. That's yeah. how we get to see what's her name again. Bix. Bix. Mm-hmm. Well, because he, you've got all these people, and he's like, I'm gonna pay you back. I'm gonna pay you back. I'm gonna pay you back. And right now, he has enough money; he can pay them all back. Hopefully, right. That's true. Um, I just feel like the Imperials are there. Yeah, I feel like it's just a very obvious place for him to go. That anyone looking for him is gonna go there. Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think he's that's I doubt he's going to be that wise, frankly. Right. Right. He might he might do it kind of cautiously, like try to. But yeah, I think in the end, that's going to go sideways for him. Mm-hmm. I, I OK, so if I have to predict what next, I'll let you predict first and then oh, I'll wow. tell you what I think. What do you think is going to happen? Um. So next week is the seventh episode and we have what? Eight, nine, ten. 12 total. 12? We get 12? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why I've said, so I've said every, every three episodes is its own arc. Yeah. Is my, is my 
prediction that's panned out so far. So it's going to be the start of the, of a new arc next episode, theoretically. Theoretically, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I think maybe you're right. He goes back to back to Morlani, and that's where you see everyone else. But like, I expect I expect people to be going after him. Like, I, I expect people to get there and and. Be like, no, we we do. Because he obviously ends up... We, we know he's going to end up in with the Rebels. So mm-hmm. something has to happen to pull him back into that. He can't just, like, leave and then go hide out somewhere and be on the run. They're going to find right. him. I think what's going to happen is he's going to get there. Mm-hmm. And the Imperials have now set up shop there. You mm-hmm. remember they've they set the precedent of, you know, the Imperial intelligence guy, like yep. putting a captain in charge. And he's like, yeah, you can be the prefect or whatever. You can wear a gown, who cares, you know? Mm-hmm. To, just to accept, you know, accept your lot in life and move on. And the captain seemed pretty pleased about that. I think that Cassian will get there. He's going to be trying to pay, like buy, you know, give all of the money back to people like pay, you know, make things right with people, take care of his mom person, mother figure, mm-hmm. um, Melva or whatever her name is. It's not her name, something with an M, mm-hmm. but uh, somehow they're going to run amok with Imperials and the Imperials are going to do something like they're going to kill his mom or something. Yeah. And he's um- going to be like, you know what? Screw you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to torch the whole place. I uh, I am wondering if they're going to do that. I I, I think that yeah, that that's going to be his thing. He's going to be like All right, you rat bastards. They're right. I hate you. You need something to push him back into the rebellion that isn't them showing up and being like, "We really need you cuz you can fly a freighter." Like like you need right. something stronger. Yeah. And them killing his mom would probably do it. Yeah. yeah. You know, not Bix, because I like Bix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think that's that's a fair, fair, very fair prediction. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see if it pans out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, any other thoughts on Andor? Hmm. I mean, there's always more thoughts, but this is this is pretty good. I liked it. Um. Uh, so, I, I guess one last thought was, I I think it's interesting that. Uh, so before now, mm-hmm. kind of, like we we've seen for the most part, like we've seen little glimpses of other Imperial army people you know like like in solo for instance you know like they're all on the ground on that mud planet killing each other Mm -hmm. killing killing people and it's awful and they're all mud troopers but they're not they're not stormtroopers they're very clearly not stormtroopers but otherwise all the other imperial presence like that you don't get more iconic for star wars Mm -hmm. than stormtroopers right right but there aren't any stormtroopers here yeah that's true it's all just Imperial Army guys that, that like, you have to think, because Stormtroopers are probably pretty expensive, mm-hmm. actually. Like, their armor can't be that cheap. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and well-equipped, like they may as well just get conscripts that probably don't have to pay for their equipment as much, probably don't have to pay them as much or pay as much for their training. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, I just thought it was, you know, like on, on the back world, Imperial planets, like you don't, you don't have to have stormtroopers everywhere. You can have just random conscript guys. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was sad. Uh, was was it driving you a little crazy until you realized the, so Tamman gets smashed you know mm-hmm. and he's like and Cassian's like I need numbers I need numbers and they're like hold on and they're like both propping Tamman and I was like dude someone go help Cassian like the, yes it's sad he got smashed but you're gonna all die instantly right. I, I was so annoyed and then I was like, oh, Tim is the only person who can do it. Or, I, I keep calling him Tim and it's probably Nemec or something. Yeah, it was... Whatever that guy is. It was... I don't know if I was necessarily annoyed. I actually thought that he died right away in that moment. I was like, oh, crap. He's dead. It was so um, sad. Like, Yeah, and then I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then when they got him, I'm like, okay. And he's like... I feel like maybe it made it a little bit worse. Like that's probably what made it more sad. I thought he was out of the, out of the woods kind of thing. Um, well, yeah, that was the thing. It was like the burials didn't do it. I was, I mean, if you have to blame someone, you could blame Cassian, who's the number one person to blame, kind right. of. Not, not that he's is to blame, but right. Yeah. So no, I, I don't think I was necessarily bothered by it. I, I was just more sad in that moment. Yeah, I was sad. <laughs> yeah. I was sad. All right. All right. Should we move on to Rings of Power, the finale? Finale. Yeah, this was this was a interesting episode. Did you like it? I did. Um, I don't like that we didn't see the dwarves or the Southlanders at all. Yeah, they're just going to go to some port city. I know, but I'm like, I want to know what the heck's going on with you guys. They're all self-important. Sorry, that wasn't that good. (laughs) uh, I I just, I mean, I, I get why we didn't because there wasn't really anything in my opinion, that really needed to be wrapped up or, like, questions answered with those storylines. A lot of it was with with the elves and um, the Harfoots with the stranger and everything. But, yeah, it was... I think, I think we'll show up and Isildur is going to just be in that port city or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know what to think about Isildur and where he is. Yeah, so we didn't get to see the Southlands at all. Right. Um, but yeah, I think there was just so much to to wrap up elsewhere that it made sense mm-hmm. not to necessarily see those other storylines, but I still wanted to. Like, I was like, oh, like, what are you doing? Um, breathing in ash, probably, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, too soon. Sad. Too soon. Um, but yeah, no, it was... So at the, the very beginning when um, the, the stranger is like in the woods kind of on his own and whatnot. And then those three, I don't know what you even want to call them, but random psycho ladies yeah. show up. 
the subtitles had like little titles for them like the ascetic and the mystic and mm. something else i forget um so like first of all i was when he was like walking through and he's holding his apple and then it falls and i was like oh no it was like ah, and i just got like so sad anyway i know um but okay so you have you have them and they, and they meet up with him and whatever and all this is going on what was your initial reaction there when they were like when they called him lord sauron i mean i was like that's too easy he's not sauron okay I, I was like, they, they just, they handed it way too fast. Like, they they think he is, but he's not. He's just not. Okay. I was mad. Why? Because I didn't want him to be Sauron. Yeah, that's why I was like, he's not Sauron. Yeah. They just want to, they're faking us out. Awesome. Uh, uh, you know what my initial response was? Hmm. Was, oh, we're going to find out who Sauron is this episode. It's not him. Right, right. Because you were just like, no, nah, it's not. It's not this guy. It's not him, but they're trying to fake us out, so it's more dramatic when we find out who the real one is. Right. Which, did you feel it was more dramatic? Oh, so I had an aha moment uh, that maybe you didn't pick up on, mm-hmm. uh, because it's a it's like a, a lore thing. Okay. That I was like, oh, yeah, he's Sauron. Okay. What was it? I'm curious, because I kind of like... At what point did you think he was Sauron, out of curiosity? Um... I started feeling really weird about him uh, when he was talking about making, like, m- melding the, the material with something else. And then I was kind of like, okay, like, this is this is odd. And he seemed very, like, eager for it, like, over-the-top excited. But when he was in that, like, court, I don't know if it's courtyard's even the right word but he's outside with galadriel that was when i was like "Mm, no there's something wrong here like right before he kind of revealed himself like before they went into the weird little like world of her mind no like when when she is um first talking to that the elf to go and like find all of the history of of the selfland Self-loaders okay. and and he's like oh like I'll have to go into the catacombs and they kind of hide away and people are walking mm-hmm. around and then she goes in there and and um, Halbrand comes out and she like makes a comment about him being chummy or or something um, right yeah yeah I I just got like this really weird I don't know I, like that was when I was like no there's something wrong okay uh, so he. Uh... He says, uh, when he's talking to Kelo Brimbor, mm-hmm. and he's already talking to him, I'm like, oh, okay, I, this is probably, I think I know where this is going, but then he says, call it a gift. Oh, okay. And the se- so it, in, the, in the books, uh, in, in the Second Age, um, this isn't exactly how it happens in the books, of course. Like, I mean, who knows how it exactly happens, but it refers to, like, so... So Sauron is missing for a long time and then he eventually reappears, but people don't recognize him as such. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, he takes the guise of a person called Anatar. Okay. And, uh, uh, but the, the other, like the translation to that is like um, Lord of Gifts. 
or something like that. Like it, it's, it's, uh, you know, give bringer of gifts, mm-hmm. Lord of gifts. Like a gift is very important there though. Mm-hmm. And, and he goes and charms everyone into, you know, and the, eventually they see through his, his stuff, but he's very charming. He's very attractive. He's very, you know, uh, and yeah, he's, he's Anatar. He's, he's the he, bringer of gifts. Right. So, so when he was like, call it a gift mm. or something i was like that's it that's that's the time he that's him mm. okay i didn't yeah i didn't catch that at all but i did like i was like something is it, it was their whole the whole vibe um yeah it just felt weird oh that's fair um yeah he i mean once once they were just so obviously, I was like almost relieved when they said, when the the white cloaks said, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, like our Lord, my Lord Sauron. I was like, okay, it's not him. Thank goodness. I did not want it to be him. Right. Right. Yeah. Once, I don't know, I started feeling iffy and then I was like, okay, something else has to happen here though that, that um, makes the stranger not Lord Sauron. So... Yeah, it was, I feel like, I don't know, I might, I might get lambasted for saying this, but I feel like you needed the Harfoots there. You needed Nori, specifically. Sure. Oh, yeah, I mean, that, and so that's the kind of heroics that we talk about, like, that could actually be, that the hobbits are allowed to have the, in mm-hmm. their history, mm-hmm. that everyone's like, they ne- they're never supposed to do anything heroic, it's like, no, it, it just there's no record of them having done something heroic. Like that that tale is probably one that they'll pass down verbally until you know, orally until it's just gone. Right. You know? Like it's not part of the main histories. Um Yeah. I, yeah, it was it was uh I, I really I like that that arc. You wanna talk about that arc real quick and then we can go back to the rings? Yeah. Um Yeah, I like that because like I think you needed, you needed her in order to pull, pull him out of this. Like it was almost like he was in like a shame spiral. Like he just accepted what they were saying. He was like, "Yeah, I'm bad. I'm I'm gonna. This is who I am. Like they've told me who I am, and that must be the truth, right? Like even though he has no recollection of it, like and mm. and nothing's really come back to him at that point. So. And they were obviously wrong is the other thing. Um, I just really liked it because it showed, it really, really showed the bond between Nori and him. And I think that is a pretty important part of the storyline for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just think... I don't know. I, I think that there's this really cool nod to the the fact, you know, like, um, uh, you know, like any any major enterprise that's successful, it's it's very seldom just one person who gets who makes it work. You know, like there's always someone. There's the figurehead. There's the person who gets all the credit. People are like, man, that person is awesome. Like, like actors, for instance, or comedians, for that matter, or singers. A lot of times they don't even come up with their own stuff. Like sometimes they do, uh, you know, right. maybe often. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I do know that there's a lot of them who have people write for them mm-hmm. and people, but they get credit for, they're like, oh my gosh, 
those lyrics are so profound. Right. And it's like, no, that that singer is pretty dumb, actually. Like they're not, they're not profound. They're not, they're not smart. They they're selfish assholes and you'd probably hate them Mm -hmm. in real life like they're very self-absorbed but then their their lyrics are like yeah pretty good but that's not doesn't show the depth of that that singer it shows that they can sing they have that physical talent and they get all the credit though right and i just like the nod to it of like nori doesn't bring much to the table other than she's stubborn like she's gonna (laughs) But in a good way, though, like she's she's going to prevail like she mm-hmm. she's a winner, like she's going to get the job done, mm-hmm. even though she doesn't really know how like she's going to find a way she's a problem solver. And, you know, like I, I love that, you know, even though he's the one with the power, like mm-hmm. you said, he needed her. Well, yeah, that's exactly and like you could see it in even before the, the White Cloaks got there. Um hmm. Like, he was clearly fixated on this apple because Nori gave it to him and he can hear her voice. And, like, like even after they're there, he can still hear her voice in his head. Like, it's it's a very clear connection and bond for them. Um, and I think that, that was really good to highlight, especially in contrast to the fact that they show up and they're like, oh, yeah, you're Lord Sauron. And, like, eventually we'll you know, we'll lift this veil on you and you'll be, you'll gain your powers back and everything will be good. Um, and it, it's a really nice contrast to have that bond there that kind of pulls him away from that instead of just falling. Because he doesn't know who he is. He's confused. He like doesn't understand anything. And it mm-hmm. would be very easy to just be like, okay, yeah, this is, this is my fate. Like, I must be who you say I am. Like, so it's, uh, it's refreshing. And then, so there's this, there was this moment. So both of my boys are named after characters in books. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling my older son about, you know, what Perrin Avara was, you know, his name is Perrin and, you know, telling him about his character. And so the younger at the time, I think he was just three. Um, he, his name is Corin, and he he knew that his name was from a book, but he didn't really know the story of it. And so he comes up to me and he says, "Daddy, who am I?" Oh no! And I, I like he was just asking uh, about his character, but it was mm-hmm. just like, "Define me. Tell me who I am. Mm-hmm. What am I? What person am I?" And it just like that will always stick with me because it was just like, I can't tell you who you are. Mm-hmm. Like you already are. Like. I, but it was, it was very like almost heartbreaking in, in a lot of ways. And that like, this really has a lot of parallels to that of they're like telling him you're the dark Lord, you're evil. And, mm-hmm. and Nori's like, no, you're good. Damn it all. Like, <laughs> well, she even says to him, like it's a, it's an exact parallel to that story because she says to him, they can't tell you who you are. Like yeah. she, she has that whole, that whole thing. And she's like, yeah, like, what you do defines who you are. Well, and I just love like, so I, I watched, I watched the the end show just a little bit for Nerd of the Rings, right. You know, mm-hmm. trying to, that was what I fell asleep watching while I was waiting for you to, <laughs> Sorry. um, no, you're, you're fine. But I, in the chat thing, it was kind of driving me crazy. Like there are a lot of people making fun of his line when he mm-hmm. says, I'm good, but 
I thought it was perfect personally. Like he's like, he doesn't know what he is until he's like, no, I, I'm not, not, not going to go with the evil thing. Like that we're going to go with good. Like, well, and through you guys, not a dark Lord. This entire time, he's pretty much been nonverbal. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's had a few words here and there, but nothing that really could construct a, like a sentence or, or like, you know, what yeah. do you expect him to say in this moment? Like, this is his breakthrough. Well, it was so interesting, actually. I, I love, I loved the the language use here. Actually, people say that the show's poorly written, and you know, there there are some aspects, but I, you know, the dialogue is bad and all that. But I, I honestly, I think that there's been a lot of parts that are fairly well written, mm-hmm. frankly. And I loved his dialogue of like teetering between inarticulate nonsense and yeah. being a well-spoken powerful like intel- intelligent person who's you know been educated mm-hmm. and he's it's like he's shaking all of you know it's the wheels are starting to turn a lot faster here and he's yeah. starting to get it back but it's not all the way there and so he has these moments of just like three-year-old talk mm-hmm. combined with you know like a high level educated person talk you know like I thought it was cool like he just is slowly he's not all the way there yet and that mix was that was good I thought I thought it was very well done yeah um yeah I don't know I just I I, I, that that didn't bug me when he was like I'm uh, like to me it made sense yeah well what else do you expect him to like how much more earnest can you get? Like mm-hmm. if, if you're a kid, like we all praise kids' honesty and like they're they're just like, they're, I don't know, just how straightforward they are about it. They're not nuanced and that's attractive to adults because it's like, how are you today? I'm doing good. That mm-hmm. could mean 8 million things. I'm doing good doesn't mean anything. Yeah. I'm good. If a kid says, if you ask a kid how they're doing and they say, I'm good, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like in, in that instance, like you, you can just probably believe them because otherwise they're like, well, my foot hurts. Right. <laughs> you know, like they'll just like tell you, they'll just <laughs> tell you what's on their mind, you know? Uh, and, and he is, what do we want from him? We want him to be that, like, we want to know what he is. We don't, The whole time we don't know. And he's finally like proclaims, this is who I am. And it's so genuine because of its simplicity. Well, and it, it has this really good, and I can, like, maybe the argument is because he just had this whole articulate moment of being like, you came from the shadow. Like, that whole phrase was right. really well spoken. Um, mm-hmm. And then he switches to this I'm good bit. And it they're in direct contrast of each other. But it's it fits in the sense that he still doesn't know who he is. Um and like you said, like the wheels are starting to turn and everything, but it it's very similar to me, like somebody to, with somebody who has Alzheimer's um, or dementia and where they, they have moments where they know who they are. They're all good. Like everything's fine. And then like, like my grandmother, for example, she had it. And one day I would see her, everything would be fine. And the next day, I'm not even joking. She thought she was 16 years old. And it's just, it's that back and forth. And I feel like that's what you're seeing. You're seeing him 
come through in these really articulate moments and then it's gone again. Yeah. And eventually it's going to be that articulateness all the time because eventually that's that's what's going to come through but you got to get there and it's not an it's yeah. not a light switch right well yeah exactly it, it takes a while to build and it was um yeah i not to mention uh, so well, let's say you're trying to convince someone that you're a good person mm-hmm. somehow like you're you're a you know like being eloquent about something is not actually going to lend itself to actually you know, like if, if someone's trying to make a decision on your moral character based on the things you say, mm-hmm. being articulate and well-spoken are not really going to be your friends there. They're not going to be your ally. It's going to be speaking from the heart and being real simple about the things you have to say. Mm-hmm. You know, like talking about, you know, high-minded, you know, ethics and ideals and everything. It's all well and good. And maybe eventually you could talk someone into it, but just that proclamation of I'm good. This is, oh, this is, you know, my emotion behind it. That's going to be more convincing. So anyways, yeah, I, yeah, I also really liked, I really liked that they emphasized the power of a staff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you can be naturally powerful, but if you don't have the staff like that, that's like the next tier of power. Like you're not going to beat someone with a staff if you don't have one. Right. And he was able to use that to his advantage and harness it yeah so yeah no i thought that i thought it was good i liked his storyline yeah i was sad that uh what's his name died yeah that was sad. i was i was a little um i don't want to say like confused but like at first i thought he died pretty much right away because yeah. They, yeah, me too right and then he shows up i'm like wait i thought you were dead like he shows up and like stabs their foot. Yeah, and, uh, and I was like, and... okay. And then I thought maybe, uh, like the stranger could heal him or something. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I like, thought so too. I was like, he's gonna, he's gonna save him. And then they just kind of had this like moment, and I'm like, no, it's not, it's not gonna happen. I mean, uh, okay, so I, I did like him, and I wouldn't have been that that opposed to him being saved. I just, mm-hmm. it almost made his sacrifice more valuable yeah i agree i i don't know what you would have done with him if you keep him alive like i don't i feel like he he served his purpose it also made it it made it more powerful in a way because they didn't want anything to do with the stranger at first and then he he was like no if you're gonna go and and help him you need you need me to help you get there and that's what I'll do. The only moments that I teared up in the entire show were with the Harfoots, actually. Yeah. Um, and I didn't tear up that much, but uh, it was it was at the end of episode, what was it, seven, and they're all getting ready to go after the stranger. Mm-hmm. And then at, at the end of this one where the Harfoots, you know, where she's leaving and all of them are just, you know, like... I don't know. It was just an emotional moment. I was like, I'm not really that touched, but it was somehow it moved me on some level. And I was, you know, kind of teared up a little bit. Um, but yeah, for some reason it was the, the Hobbit arcs. I thought usually if I'm going to tear up, it's because it's something like epic, some epic show sign of bravery and, you know, like something that really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't like none of the battles, none of those things. It's just the Harfoots caring for each other. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. 
It was good. It was well done. Yeah. And okay. So, I mean, I, this isn't necessarily like you, you don't have all the lore to back you right. up here. Do you have, but do you have any inkling of who this wizard might be? Because they say he's uh, an Istari, which translates to wizard. Right. I, I have no idea. Like, they, they said, or they, the white, the white cloak people were like, oh, he's the other one. And I was like, well, who's the other one? Like, um, so I have no idea. I was like, maybe it's Gandalf. And then I'm like, is it Gandalf? And then, um, I know people have like thrown around in our discord server, the Tom, uh, Tom Bombadil. Yeah. His name. No. I don't, I don't know who that is. It's not Tom Bombadil. Um, it's pretty definitive now. But. It is okay because because oh, yeah. he's a wizard or yeah, Tom Bombadil is other than an Istari. It's Istari are um, the it's hard to explain. So they're they're actually the same core creature as Sauron is or Balrogs. Mm-hmm. Like they all mm-hmm. just kind of are formed to take different shapes. It's like they're just like I, I don't know. I always think of them as. Uh, so they're Maiar, they're all Maiar. Mm-hmm. And it's like the Valar can shape them or whoever's making them can shape them to be what they want. And then they take their form and go, you know, take the place of the world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's kind of like you just buy a, a like a, a can of, of like uh, clay or whatever, you know. Um, right, like Play-Doh and you- and Play-Doh, you- that's, what was, that's what I was trying to, th- yeah. Mm-hmm. And you shape them and then you give them life and then go, go forth and do your thing. Mm-hmm. And so Astari though are- the wizards there's only there's five of them and tom bombadil is not certainly not, not one, one of them so but gandalf is yes gandalf radagast saruman mm-hmm. those are the three you might know and then there's two blue wizards right so who do you have an inkling of who he is well they've narrowed it down to two for okay. me um there's compelling arguments on both ends okay. actually so first they show like when when they when he's killing the white cloaks at the end they're vanquishing him whatever mm-hmm. and they kind of turn into that moth thing yeah and it looks exactly like the Peter Jackson movie moths that that always mm-hmm. show up whenever Gandalf is like like when the eagles are coming mm, okay yeah and they're like messengers to Gandalf and it, you know like that that moth held significance to him mm-hmm. and that that's just a Peter Jackson fabrication. However, it, it was it looked exactly like those moths. And then a little bit later, toward the end, mm-hmm. uh, in, in fact, at the very end, when he's talking to Nori, he's mm-hmm. like, uh, "Whatever, it, whenever you're in doubt, Miss Brandybuck, yeah, always follow your nose." Yeah, and that is taken directly from Fellowship of the Ring when he talks when he tells Frodo. Yeah, I, I, I heard that and i was like i am pretty sure i've heard that quote in the movies mm-hmm. like i'm i was like i'm like pretty confident and i wasn't too sure because i haven't watched them over and over and over again i wasn't too sure who said it but i was like i swear i've heard that yeah so and i could see like uh, from a lore perspective it doesn't make a lot of sense because gandalf comes to the to middle earth in the third age mm-hmm. and so this is second age he, he quote-unquote shouldn't be here um right and, and, but on the other hand it's like 
I kind of wanted to be Gandalf because I, I don't know anything about any of these blue wizards. Like there's, there's barely anything in the lore about them. Right. Um, uh, and Gandalf, like he likes the hobbits. They're, they're, it sets a precedent for why he always looks out for the little people. Yeah, even though, even though they don't care about him, they've forgotten about him, but he's always there for them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, they were always there for him. Like when he needed it most, he, they, they were there. And they've shown such stout hearts and such strength of character throughout his, you know, millennia of, of knowing them mm-hmm. that he, you know, he knows what, what they are at their core, kind of. Yeah. Um, and not to mention, a lot of people just know who Gandalf is. They're like, oh, yeah, I like Gandalf, the casual fans. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's, who knows who's Gan- who Gandalf is yeah, on some a, level. It's a little bit of a of a fan service type thing yeah yeah um but a blue wizard would make more sense to the lore by a huge margin in fact right um because uh when they first came to middle earth uh, when when tolkien wrote it they showed up in the third age as well Mm -hmm. but then he he went back and and changed it and the blue wizards showed up way before the other Istari. Mm-hmm. The other Istari stayed, you know, in, in third, the third age. But the blue wizards showed up in the second age. Okay. So, and, so it, would be, it would make sense for it to be a blue wizard if you're following lore. Well, and the, the other really big thing is where they disappeared off to mm-hmm. was Rune. Was the land that they he's going to right now. Right. Ah, okay. And that's where, where the blue wizards disappeared to. Yeah, and, okay. you know, like, the idea was that they actually, like, so so you watched Return of the King recently, you know, mm-hmm. the big Oliphant guys, the Haradrim? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the land where they come from. Okay, yep. Uh, that's where the, it, not that they actually make any point of it in, uh, in, the, in the movies, but, like, the second strongest... Uh, Ringwraith was also from Rune, and he's actually one of the few Ringwraiths we know the name of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he comes from Rune, and so the Blue Wizards. Uh, the the idea is that they go in and they disrupt that nation so much that they can't provide nearly as much support to Sauron mm-hmm. in times of need as they would try to. So they keep trying to support Sauron. You know, they follow him, they worship him, whatever. But the blue wizards are the guys who are like running like a resistance kind of who are like, you know, disrupting supply chains or I, I don't know, like just kind of running a rebellion a little bit and subverting the people. Right. Okay. Because. And that, that's all we know about them, but it would make a floor wise like it, it seems like it should be blue wizard but in a lot of ways my heart wants it to be gandalf so mm-hmm. and and we have gandalf quotes so who knows like it, it literally could be either i feel like it's 50 50 right now yeah okay that's fair very fair um so what did you think let's talk about the rings what did you think about that yeah. uh so this isn't the way the rings were forged in the lore really okay I mean, they, they never had, like, the whole storyline of the elves are going to diminish without, 
without mithril and stuff like that that's that's just a fabrication though i mean to be fair like people get all bent out of shape but there's not a ton of information about the second age either like it's not that it's it's the least robust of the ages in terms of information we have in stories mm-hmm. uh so that this could this could fit um the thing is the elves actually like the way it works is Anatar comes in, he makes the all, all the other rings with Celebrimbor, and then after that, Celebrimbor makes the three elven rings on his own. Oh. And, and Sauron leaves to go make the one ring mm-hmm. to, to forge all the other rings that he's made with Celebrimbor and distribute it out to the people, the free people of, of Middle-earth. Yeah. Like, they distribute all of them, so then he goes and makes his one ring mm-hmm. so that he can rule them all. But he doesn't realize that the elves have made their own rings. Right. And that's why the elves can still wear their rings mm-hmm. because he doesn't like bind those rings to him because he doesn't even know they exist. Right. He only binds the ones that he knows about. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like a little bit out of order. It is. I'm I'm fine with it, but it is. This is gonna drive some lorists a little crazy. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think? Um, it was interesting the whole time. I was trying to figure out, like, obviously, I, I was suspicious of Halbrand, and then you have this this side story, sort of not really a side story, but like the bit with Halbrand and, and Galadriel when he's in her mind and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. I actually had a moment when when Galadriel went back and and she gives him the idea to make three and and all of this and I was sitting there and I was like, is this is this Sauron pretending to be her? Galadriel is Sauron. Like, like I literally was had this moment of because you saw like the the white cloak girl kind of you know, shape shift, quote unquote, into other people. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. can he do this? It's creepy. Like, and I was sitting there the, the entire time. And then especially when mm. Elrond went down and found the scroll and everything, and then he's looking at her funny. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is this? Mm. Like, I was just waiting for, for some crazy reveal, which obviously wasn't the case, but... um. Oh, I like that. I I didn't even normally. I'm I I like think of that sort of thing a lot. I'm always like, I don't trust you. I don't think, but I didn't. I didn't have a glimmer. That's that's great. That's cool. It's yeah. a good good thought. Yeah, I just I don't know. It, she she just seemed to be acting different. Which I mean, it does make sense that she would be acting differently afterwards when she goes back. But um, yeah. it, it it was it, it felt less trustworthy to me. And then the, her her suggesting to make the third ring i was like well this could be like a a sneaky like ploy thing um but i thought the whole process was interesting it was it was interesting to see them going back and forth and getting so upset over it and like so fixated on it and and on making them and being successful with making them um Mm -hmm. and then they were just done they were there. Yeah, there they were. Mm-hmm. I felt a little. I, f- I did feel bad that she had to melt her brother's dagger. Mm, I was sad. Yeah, they were like, they may need Valinor. So I'm like, you guys are lucky she didn't just like randomly leave it on a log at some point. Just, <laughs> just like it's just gone forever a couple centuries ago. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's um... He's like for all for all I know, it's still on that freaking log. But... <laughs> <laughs> it, it was just so sad to see because like this is such a sentimental thing for her. Yeah, I oh, know you're right. You're right, and I felt like this was the best Galadriel episode mm -hmm. we've had. Like I feel like the last two were the best. Like her kind of mentoring Theo, mm -hmm. and you know like you can see her in a more vulnerable spot. And now this, this, I thought those were the two best Galadriel episodes. Yeah. They were very strong. Um, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. So it's just kind of weird. Uh, I feel like it's an order of operations thing, but I think that there was some of the criticism people are going to have is like, okay, she spent, like a thousand years trying to find Sauron right like with one single mind like to the point that she's really boring because you know that's the only thing she cares about mm -hmm. and then when she finally discovers Sauron she's like let's make rings yeah that, that that was the thing that is also part of the reason why I was like is this Sauron as her because I was like why would she suggest to make more yeah. she seemed kind of against the idea at the start um yeah so it, it just felt weird so uh, here's what i think i think that she okay she's identified she's like okay yep we found him we're probably not gonna catch him he's gone mm -hmm. and it's gonna disrupt like we need to save the elves first like we we need to focus on that and also we're going to subvert what he did like so Sauron thinks that two rings is what we need. Like, let's make three. Like, let's, let's, you know, because she's, she gave that little speech of like, well, I forget what one does, but like two will, will divide, but mm -hmm. three will have balance. And so that's, that's what they did. Right. Um, yeah, so do you know who gets the rings? No, I don't remember. Actually, mm -mm. do you want me to tell you? Is that was that like a spoiler? I, I don't feel like it's much of one. No, but... I think oh, no. You could tell me. All right. So, I, and I don't know when they get them. Mm -hmm. So, uh, one goes to Elrond. Okay. One goes to Galadriel. Yep. That one's called Nenya. I always like that one because it's Nenya business. <laughs> and I don't know the, the other two have names, but I, I don't know what they are because. They're, that's Nenya, then my business. Mm -hmm. uh, the third one goes to a guy called Kierden, who's Kierden the shipwright, who has been cast for season two. He's an okay. elf. Okay. And at some point he meets Gandalf mm -hmm. and it, in the middle of the third age, and he gives it to Gandalf. So Gandalf actually has the, oh. the third elvish ring. Uh, but yeah, Kierden will get it. I'm guessing. I I just kind of assumed that one would go to um, Gilgalad. Yeah. Oh, you would think. Yeah. Well, because because they, they were like, oh yeah, a, a ring or a a crown for you, my right. king or whatever. Right. So I just kind of assumed that that he would get one. Um, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so they're forged, and then Sauron is just, I guess, headed to Mordor? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, there was that last scene of him mm -hmm. looking looking pretty evil. 
Mm-hmm. He's wearing his like, <laughs> you know, what you reminded me of a little bit was like when Anakin turns to the dark side before he's, <laughs> yeah. you know, like pre-suit Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of had that same like look to his face, mm-hmm. you know, like that same, I'm angry and evil and I'm wearing a brown cloak and, you know. Just... Yeah, the same, the same idea. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think happens next season? Well, okay, so, so first off, we have a very small thing about Numenor that we should discuss. Okay, right, um, sorry. Which I thought was actually, I, I just want to bring it up because it was a really powerful scene, I thought, like, mm-hmm. with with Muriel and, uh, gosh, I, I mix all their names up, um, and this guy's really important, Elendil. Mm-hmm. That, that they have their, their moment of affirmation with each other of like and I thought this was actually one of the best parts too of she's like you pay the price no matter what the price is like you need to choose you know and mm-hmm. and they're both like all right yeah we're gonna you know we're gonna choose the side of right whatever that is right yeah choose the the good side so to speak yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Elendil is, or Elendil's daughter, who's an original character, mm-hmm. is drawing the king who, you know, the real king who's, who eventually dies. Uh, but she sees something in the Palantir. Right. We have no idea what it is. Which is, yeah, I was expecting them to show it, and obviously they did not. I thought they force ghosted him. <laughs> Like, you know, she's like, help, help. And no one's coming. And she comes back and his bed is just gone. I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's like Yoda. Well, it's funny you like, that you had that thought. Because my thought when I saw the bed, it was, the sheet was like so perfectly turned over and crisp. And I was like, no one gets out of a bed like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not what like, it would look like. He like made his bed before he yeah, went out, it was just out. Yeah. So pristinely laid out. I'm like, that's not accurate. Especially that's because funny. he's dying. He's just very still when he lays there. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make much of a <laughs> crease in the sheets. <laughs> um, but that's interesting because she's she's a whole new like she's a made up character. Yeah, she's an original I, I don't know where where it's going. Mm-hmm. So that'll be very interesting to see. Well, she was so opposed to going off to Middle Earth. You know, she had the scenes of like trying to persuade Farazan's son mm-hmm. into not into talking Farazan into intervening in in it, and yeah, not not working. Uh, yeah, she doesn't want it. She doesn't want that war. But she's apparently good at drawing, and yep. now she gets to see something in the Palantir. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe we'll find out in the future. Sure. Uh, but, but yeah, so they're going to have to figure out the succession. Right. Now, which, okay. I guess she's not going back to Middle Earth for a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, she's going to be staying there for a bit. Probably. So what What do you think is going to happen in the next season? You, you mm-hmm. asked me, but I want to hear what your thoughts are. Um, well, I guess the rings will get handed out. Um, 
there obviously has to be more rings made. So I'm curious how that will come about. And I think that would happen next season as well. Yeah, I think I think Sauron is just going to make him himself and send him out. Yeah. That's my hunch. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no. Uh, um, I'm just curious about it. Um, and then, I mean, we're obviously going to see... I would assume we're going to see more with Nori and whoever this wizard is. Yeah. And wh- whatever happens when they go to Rune. Well, good predictions that we're going to just see the same characters. Thanks so much. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yes, same characters. But... uh, Nailed it. I'm just trying to figure out, like, what they're going to do other than make more rings and Sauron's going to make more bad guys. All right. So do you want me to tell you a couple lore things that that could happen? Sure. Okay. So once he distributes all the rings and the elves are like, oh, shit, Anatar is Sauron. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he he sends out those rings and eventually the rings ensnare the holders and he gets all the ring rates like they... They're, they're for a while, they're leaders of men, like the king of Rune, for instance, will get one of them. But eventually he just goes and he becomes Sauron's slave, basically. Um, uh, but, and, and you know, like once, once those rings are forged and, and Sauron is wearing his ring, mm-hmm. he can literally control them. Like he can, he can they're like puppets for him if he wants. Um, that being said, he makes war on the elves. Mm-hmm. And just totally destroys Eregion. That's the place Celebrimbor is, and kills Celebrimbor, and it's it's uh, this whole fiasco. Oh. Um, and then, uh, and then he goes to get, so at that at that point, Elrond has also gone and started. He's founded Imladris, which is his city, Rivendell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's founded Rivendell, and. So Sauron then, after he destroys Eregion, he goes to attack uh, Rivendell, and he is um, he's t- totally blindsided by a huge army of dwarves from Casa Dune who come nice. and ambush him. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think they've laid the groundwork for that perfectly, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, what? So I, I think we're gonna see. This isn't part of any lore thing because, like I've said before, uh, you know, with the with the Durins, like there isn't Durin three, the third being the or the the father of Durin, the fourth in the lore. But I think we're going to see a succession war, kind of, or, or, or a war of, you know, I think Durin's going to be like, no, like Durin the fourth is going to be like, all right, I've been in Durin, your <laughs> bullshit, long, you know, long enough. <laughs> yep, we're done done with you mm-hmm. in with my elf friendly regime we're gonna go save my friend yeah I, yeah i can see that um i i i also am really intrigued by theo i feel like there is more to him and there is like i just feel like there's something else we're gonna learn about him Hey guys, I hate to interrupt, but obviously you can see Adam is not here. Um, We unfortunately had crazy technical issues while we were recording. My internet kept cutting out. I could not get it back up. Um, So we could not finish our entire discussion. 
Um, so unfortunately, it's cut short. Uh, but if you do want to hear the rest of what we may have to say, but we are hoping to see in season two, please join our Discord server and we can talk about it there. Otherwise, thank you so much for watching and listening. And we'll see you next week with a slightly less compacted episode.